Welcome back to Baytown Engage. Today I have an amazing, amazing guest with me today. I think all of you know and love our own very own councilwoman, one of our councilwomen, Ms. Heather Bettencourt, District 4 Councilwoman. You're on your second term right now. Exciting, exciting. You ran unopposed. Twice. Twice. Yes, let's add that in there. And you've been on since 2017. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for being a part of Baytown because you're born and raised in Houston. You came to Baytown, which is a probably a culture shock for you. Definitely, definitely. So I know that you got involved with Baytown because of Imagine Baytown. Correct. But let everyone know a little bit more about you and your journey to becoming a councilwoman. Okay. It was definitely a unique journey. It, I wasn't one of those kids that thought, hey, one day I want to be in politics. <laughs> right. I think my dream was to be a TV news anchor at one point. But I did grow up in spring. So that's the north side of Houston. But I spent most of my adult life living in Houston Central. What brought me to Baytown was work. So I got hired on at Chevron Phillips Chemical. And so I was commuting to the facility here in Baytown. And about my second year working there, I ended up meeting my husband. Nice. And he's a Baytonian. And so um, if you know how that goes, if you marry a Baytonian, you become a Baytonian too. Yeah, they don't leave. You come to Baytown. And you are from Baytown. That's it. That's all we want to hear about. (laughs) That's right. But he had four children from a previous marriage and they were in school. And so it really made more sense for me to come to Baytown than for him to come to Houston. And so I got married to him and I moved to Baytown, which was great because I live five minutes from work. And my job was already very community facing anyways. And so I was already kind of in tune with local politics, community service organizations already. Mm -hmm. And so when the Imagine Baytown initiative came up, I think that Mayor Stephen Don Carlos picked me because I had been featured in the Baytown Sun's top 20 under 40. Nice. And I'm told through the grapevine that that first set of Imagine Baytown panelists were the top 20 under 40. Nice. And so that's how I got on that. And I remember Councilman Terry Sane, who was District 4 representative at the time, said he was so impressed with my leadership on uh, Imagine Baytown that he wanted to know if I would consider running for city council. That's nice. And I was really flattered. I thought that was a cool idea. Coming from him, he's so nice and so personable. Yeah, so definitely that's a a great honor. And I had no idea what I was getting into. I thought it was going to be fun. (laughs) No, it is fun, but it's challenging and I'm really glad I agreed to do it, even though I had like no idea like what I was getting into. It's it's been such a great experience and I mean I ran again so I obviously like it. Right. Well your background is communication, journalism. I mean you wrote for the Baytown Sun and Pasadena, Houston Chronicle. Yes. So communication is kind of your life. I mean you're in communications right now with Chevron so yep. you're in the that's kind of like your niche. That's what you do. I do. Natural fit for you even though you're like what am I getting myself into? You fit right in. That's right. Perfectly. <laughs> so I want to ask you before we get into anything else 2020 was a trying year for everyone. How was it for you and your family during 2020? You know, I have to say, I I feel really blessed that my husband and I work in oil and gas because it was considered an essential sector Mm -hmm. of our economy. And so we didn't shut down. We didn't experience a job loss like a lot of people did in 2020. So our lives were somewhat uninterrupted in that chaotic year. And I feel very blessed to have experienced it in that way because I know a lot of people didn't. Really, the only uh, major 
major changes for us were, you know, the stay home orders, the quarantines, you know, having to work remotely for some time, which was actually kind of a cool experience. And I know this is going to sound odd and I don't want to diminish, you know, the trials and tribulations that a lot of people experienced in 2020. But I really think a lot of good is going to come out of that chaos. One example is I think it's really going to propel us light years ahead in the use of technology and the use of remote working and the use of just using technology to connect with others in ways that we just didn't bother with before because we were just so used to doing everything in person and going to these galas or lunches in person and these fundraisers in person and 2020 forced us to think outside the box right and I think that it's going to end up being a positive for us as a society because of it I also I fully agree with you I think it was I mean for me personally and I try not to even diminish anyone else's experiences but for me I don't complain because 2020 was an awakening I got closer to people I realized that I'm an introvert but I want to be around people sometimes technology my dad being 70 something zooming me I'm like look at you zoom away but I also feel it has really made all of us be really creative really think about how we interact with our family friends our community so I want to ask you with all of that how was it for you interacting and serving your district with 2020 going on with COVID so we we never stopped going to our council meetings so I was able to fulfill those duties pretty seamlessly I think the biggest things that I missed in 2020 as far as servicing my district was National Night Out mm-hmm. which is an opportunity for me to get to visit a lot of my neighborhoods in one in one big night and that didn't really happen and then one of my more engaged and active neighborhoods Country Club Oaks they usually hold this huge HOA meeting once a year and I get to connect with a lot of people and they didn't have it but on the flip side I actually got to get involved with neighborhoods that I normally don't get involved Mm -hmm. with so Glen Meadows is one that I definitely want to brag about they're right right off Bob Smith and I'd been working with them since 2019 and getting an active civic association together and honestly like we didn't really miss a beat in 2020 we we Facebooked it we Zoomed it we held a couple of neighborhood meetings in the park where everyone could socially distance and I mean we just kept trucking along and then another one was Meridian Estates they're off North Main and I hadn't had an opportunity to connect with them in my first three years and they reached out to me last year having some issues and because I had more of that time available and I wasn't going to all these in-person functions that Mm -hmm. either my job or my council duties requires me to go it allowed me more opportunity to connect with the neighborhoods that I hadn't had a chance to connect with before. Meridian I think it's I forget Meridian's even there. Yeah. I hate that because I live so close to it but I forget oh yeah right there you know because you have country club across here the hospital takes up all your energy everything else so definitely people have been forgotten but this has made everyone kind of like hey Mm -hmm. and you're like no I do have time I can zoom and talk to you I can do all of that so let me ask you you know you're you're a pretty amazing person you know you are the 2020 recipient of the award from the Greater Houston Women's Chamber of Commerce yes Breakthrough Woman Award yes that's amazing so how does that feel winning something like that amongst all those women that was an amazing feeling for me very unexpected and then when I look at the other women who won the award that day I I'm like really me like (laughs) that's that's I'm great thank you and and because a lot of the things that I do it is in service to my community it's not to win awards it's not to get those kind of accolades so when someone else recognizes it and awards you for it uh, I feel really appreciative because a lot of this is thankless most time people don't contact me unless they're upset 
upset <laughs> and they need a problem solved, which right. is fine. That's what I'm here for. It's rarely that anyone says, you know what? Thank you for doing that. We really appreciate that. So yeah. when they do do that, it's nice. It keeps me motivated. It keeps me pumped up to keep going. So that was a really great recognition. And, and to be next to the, all those women with all those great achievements was just extraordinary for me. I think council gets people forget they're human. They have regular lives. And I feel many times you're unseen because so many, even though we know who our council people are, our men and women, so many do not. So I think it's really important. I think last year we were so much more aware politically overall mm-hmm. to where it's like, okay, that there there you are, there you are. And also acknowledging all that you do because nothing happens quickly. It takes patience and it takes a patient individual to be in your position to do what you do. Hear all the needs and try to allocate which goes first, second, or third. So that's truly appreciative. And I appreciate you for what you're trying to do and doing for your district. So let me ask you, what are you most proud of since you've been a councilwoman dealing with district number four? I would say that I'm really proud of the mini murals. So like I said, I lived in Houston and I saw a lot of the public art that they did there. And I really thought that that was some low hanging fruit that we could just Mm -hmm. knock out in Baytown. And we did. And so I'm really proud of that. And I am a patron of our parks. I uh, ride the Goose Creek Trail on my bike and I run in Jenkins Park and there was a lot of safety issues that I, you know, noticed. And so the Perfect Parks pilot program was my brainchild that the city has really just taken off with and run with and council's been really supportive. So I really like that. But I think what I'm going to like the most, and I'm saying I'm going to because it's just starting mm-hmm. to happen, is the neighborhood empowerment. Oh, yeah. And this came about because I noticed there was a gap between my neighborhoods who had active and engaged HOAs and the service that they received from the city and my neighborhoods that did not have active and engaged HOAs, which are typically older neighborhoods that uh, don't cost as much to live in and the service they received from the city. And it was pretty obvious to me in my first term, this neighborhood, all their sidewalks are nice. All their streets drain really well. Everyone's fence seems to be repaired. And then over here, it just wasn't like that. And I give credit to the residents of Glen Meadow a lot because they reached out to me in my first year and they wanted to know, well, why doesn't my neighborhood look like that neighborhood? And I said, well, who are you talking to at the city to fix this? And they're like, well, you. <laughs> like, okay. And I said, okay, well, that's a start. But let me direct you on how the process actually works. And so they were just as motivated, just engaged. They didn't just, they just didn't have the right information. They didn't have the right knowledge or education on how to get their neighborhood fixed and repaired and looking right. And so bridging that gap for them is probably going to be the thing I'm most proud of in my time on council. And so from that has grown these neighborhood empowerment grants, which are just now starting. I'm really excited about that. New ways to communicate with the neighborhood. So they've developed these door hangers that have the Neighborhood Civic Association and they go around and they put them on everybody's doorknobs and Facebook pages and Zoom meetings and and none of that existed before and it's really, really starting now and I think long after I'm gone, it's going to really blossom into something a lot more. And I think we can thank 2020 on the bright side of since we all had to figure out technology and figure out another way to, to communicate, there's no excuse now. 
you know we can't drop the ball they can't drop the ball we can hop on a zoom we can hop on a face to whatever it is you don't have to actually go now to have your voice heard so that's one of the positives of 2020 we were sitting down long enough to realize i need this done i need that done because many of us live here but don't work here so we're in and out in and out and we're not noticing our older community who's been here holding it down for us for so long they're like i want that also so it's really great to see the older neighborhoods that kind of built baytown get the type of same attention and, and they have to care you know yes. the residents have to care about their community and their neighborhood and it really doesn't take much effort if you care it doesn't take much effort to connect with one two maybe three of your neighbors right. and you can get a lot accomplished with just a small group of people that care about it so i know imagine baytown you've been part of it for a very long time and i think february they're having applications so it's restarting imagine baytown again for different committees mm-hmm. we'll talk about that that's that's right so the imagine baytown that I was on was a five-year strategic plan. Well, we're in year five, so it's time to plan the next five years, which it's kind of unbelievable that it's already been five years. Mm -hmm. And so we're already seeking applicants. All the council members are actively looking within their districts. The city's promoting it. And I'm telling people, look, do this if you ever want to hold elected office because this is a great place to start. Or do this if you want to have a direct impact on what Baytown will be like in 2020. Because I'm telling you, the things that we discussed and decided five years ago in Imagine Baytown, I'm seeing the results of those today. So it's not one of those committees with a bunch of lip service. There are actionable items that come out of that committee that literally will happen over the next five years. So other than being on city council, I can't think of a more direct impact a citizen could have on the development of this community than being in Imagine Baytown. And where can they apply? So it's online, I believe. I'd go to the city website and... And there's applications there for lots of committees, but the Imagine Baytown one should be on there too. So what else do you have up and coming for yourself in the district? Well, I do a lot of work personally, leveraging my position on city council uh, for women and women empowerment. So there's one thing that I'm working on that's coming up and it's International Women's Day, which is every year on March 8th. And this is a little different than what we did in August for the centennial of the 19th Amendment. That was a historic event, whereas International Women's Day is more about raising awareness about women's issues and gender parity. And so I'm working with the city right now on hosting an online seminar for any woman who is interested in seeking elected office. This online seminar would be like a training course. Oh, nice. And so one of the things that I see is a gap in female leadership in our country and in our community. And so I'm a real big advocate of more women Women putting themselves out there and taking on leadership roles, whether that's in business, in their personal lives, or especially in politics. Of course, since I like politics and policy making, I'd like to see more women involved in that. And so I, as I talk to women about, you know, why don't you, you know, you seem really interested in this social issue. Why aren't you into politics? Right. Most of the time, they're scared. They don't think they know enough or they have enough experience. It's an intimidating. They don't know how to get into it. And so there's a lot of organizations out there that try to help women get over those mental obstacles, Mm -hmm. which really is all they are. There's no physical barriers keeping women from doing this. It's most of the time themselves that keep them from doing this. And so the organization I chose is called Running Start. They're a nonprofit bipartisan group, and they basically hold workshops for women who are interested in getting an elected office but don't know where to start. These are typically done in person, and I so 
wish that we could do this workshop in person, hopefully post-COVID environment, we can one day, but we're going to do it in a Zoom atmosphere. It's going to be free to the public, and there's going to be a lot of breakout sessions, activities. It's going to be very interactive. I'm going to have a panel of female elected officials doing some Q&A, talking about their journeys. And my goal is that I want women to attend this half-day workshop online and at the end of it feel that they have the tools and the information to run for any elected office, whether it's school board, city council, their local HOA, state representative, at anywhere that they feel like they have the confidence and the knowledge to go and do that now. And definitely, I think fear is a big thing. We all, my friends and I talk about all the time, how we carry trauma. We inherit trauma that doesn't belong to us because someone else in our family had the fear or felt held back. We kind of carry that or they tell you, not meaning any harm, but you kind of put upon your siblings or your children your own fear of doing things and stepping out the box. And I feel just talking about 2020 really opened the door of many of us to step out of that and step out of your fear and realize you can try, you can make those steps and it's okay to fail that's just another okay I'm up my head let me move on I learned something how do I make that adjustment and I really appreciate that because we do need more women in politics in those leadership roles because if you want certain rules and laws change you have to be there to say look at my face you can't I'm not gonna let you do that because I'm sitting here so to close this out on a high note what would you like someone from who's not from Baytown to know about Baytown that they didn't know before this is an easy one because All all my family lives like Spring, Woodlands, Conroe. And so, of course, you know, when I decided to move to Baytown, they all just had this look on their face like they just sucked a sour (laughs) lemon. Like, what? Why would you want to live in Baytown? Because there's this stigma that it's industrial, it's dirty, it's polluted, it's, you know, kind of blue collar hillbilly. I don't I don't know these images they have. And it's it's not like that at all. When I think of industrial, I think of very well pain, very secure jobs that don't shut down in a pandemic. Exactly. Uh, That send your kids to college, Uh that afford you the home or lifestyle that you've always dreamed of. So that's what I think of when I think of industrial. It's not polluted. It's actually a very creative, fun place to live that for me, I've experienced has been more like a small town. Even though we're the third largest municipality in Harris County, it is such a small town. It always amazes me when I go to Kroger and I see everyone I know like, oh, hey, you're shopping here too. And that never happened in Houston. And I I love that I can get the big city feel, but still have the small town town charm with it. Yeah, we're we're not just, you know, industrial. We're pretty, we're growing. We're bigger than people think we are as well. Like we're not just the mall or Exxon or anywhere else. We're so much more. We're not this, oh, I passed through there to go to Beaumont. No, stop. Drive around. We're pretty amazing. We got a whole H-E-B. So (laughs) thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. It. I wanted everyone to get to know our District 4 Councilwoman, and I think they know a little bit more about you now. Definitely we'll put all this information in the description about Imagine Baytown and Running Start. It's going to be all in the description. Go online. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Baytown Engage. Be sure to subscribe to our show on Podbean, Apple, and Spotify. Stay tuned.